All right, Dan, uh, the show is all yours. Please take it away. <laughs> okay. Well, I haven't been I haven't been preparing for this particular moment. Oh. Only for your entire life. <laughs> well, Not at all. Yeah. I'll help you. Last night in Stratford, you said you worked late and then you went out for a beer and a sandwich and read your phone. What kind of sandwich did you have, Dan? Because when you said that, the first thing I thought, what kind of sandwich would he have had? Well, I had a uh, Reuben sandwich, as a matter oh. of fact. Mm-hmm. Oh, Reuben. That's an interesting choice. You don't often uh, see that anymore. I mean, I haven't been to a lot of diners lately. Was that at a diner? No, it was at a, uh, it was a bar. You know, like a kind like of a bar. Pub. Yeah, a pub like kind a pubby of thing. thing. Yeah, a pubby kind of bar. So what's pub. exactly a Reuben? It's, uh, why don't you describe it, Dan? The show is yours. Well, it's uh, it starts with rye bread, and then you put some uh, corned beef on the, uh, or Montreal smoked meat it would be a good choice as well, and then mm-hmm. top it off a little bit of cheese, a little Swiss cheese, or some sort of white-looking stringy cheese, and then some sauerkraut. And, and mustard, too, I think. There's mustard, yes, yeah. of course. And then they fry it, right? No, nope. uh, no, no, no. Not, you're thinking. Yeah, you're thinking of. No, they don't. They don't. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, I like thought a, the outside was crispy. How do they? Get well, it's that? toasted. Toasted. It's, oh, toasted. Yeah, toasted. it's not like. A, what is that sandwich that they do that to? Not a panini, but. Uh, well, a grilled cheese sandwiches like that. I thought yeah. a Reuben had that effect. Oh, okay. No, no. I, know, I know you're thinking of that uh, croque monsieur. You know where they. Uh, you know what Pardon? that is. <laughs> okay, easy scrub. <laughs> easy. Cock him on. You cock, monsieur? <laughs> Champ? Isn't that the thing? <laughs> Isn't that um, the one where they put this egg and then they put that in a fry pan? Uh, maybe. Did you, what were, I, my question is, what was your, uh, what did you have as uh, a side? I did not have a side. Well, there was a pickle on the plate. It always comes with a pickle. Didn't have a salad, didn't have fries, didn't have kettle I did chips? Not. I did not, no. Wow. <clears throat> Did you take the pickle home and stick it up your bum? <laughs> <laughs> that was my next question. I didn't think of that. Come on, now, Dan. N- next time around, I guess I'll have I'll look at a pickle in a different kind of way. Yeah. Uh, I, I took the crew out for dinner last night to the canoe and paddle in Lakefield out, out in the patio. It was lovely. I had bangers and mash. My God, what a huge helping. I ate it all. I got through it, but it was good. Very good bangers and mash. You got through it. I know. I, I know that real feeling. mashed potatoes. Yeah. Real. I, I've had a meal recently. I can't remember what it was. Where when I got finished it, I was like, you know that feeling when you know you've eaten too much, but you just don't care. Yes. 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 Quite often. Yes. Is that the feeling? <laughs> Is that the feeling? <laughs> yes. Is that how you felt when you're like, ah? Yes. We're connecting. Yes. Excellent. Um, here's the thing. You know, my wife is very sweet. And I didn't say anything last night. I just found it peculiar. They have really good burgers there. And uh, Johnny Slapshot ordered the Big Ben. And uh, and it came with... This kid's like 11 years old. And he'll, he, you should see him throw back the food. But he's active, active. Anyway. Well, he's uh, growing. That's part of the activity he's, he's doing. Well, he's busy And again, yeah, he's so busy when you growing. Order, when you order a, uh, when you look at burgers on a menu, yeah, and then you see one with bacon, isn't that often the reason that you order? Absolutely, it is because of the bacon yeah. feature. I want the bacon the and daughter, the cheese. Yeah, and it was bacon and cheese, and I forget what else. So Delise says, Johnny, I'm, you know what? I'm going to order that burger too. 
And the burger came, and then she's eating it, and I look on her plate, and there's bacon on the plate. And I said, why, what's wrong, how come, like, well, you know, it's an obvious question. You order a burger, it seems the main feature is bacon. You you get it, and then you take the bacon off. So, um I forget. Did exactly that annoy her? Did she, did she seem annoyed no. by your question? <laughs> no, it was that she mumbled something, I guess. Maybe oh, yeah. it wasn't cooked right or whatever. But oh, so. just, and I'm sitting there thinking, now we've paid for the bacon. And we're not eating the bacon. We could have oh, got a burger without the bacon. <laughs> okay, Larry David. <laughs> okay. And you call me Larry David. That's the Larry... I, I know. Listen, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on board completely. But that's a Larry David moment. If there ever was one, so you're not going to have the bacon? No, I just I ordered it. But why would you order it with the bacon if you didn't want the bacon? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Mm. Hey, we're connecting. We're yeah. connecting. Uh-huh. We're on the same. We we were on the same page from the moment you said to Dan, "Hey, did you take the pickle home and stick it up your ass?" <laughs> This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from our state-of-the-art Humble and Fred studios in Toronto, from our well-equipped trailer facility in the Kawarthas with a canoe hanging from a tree, and from a porch in Stratford. And it's brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, Architect Outdoor Living, Palma Pasta, and Stretch Lab Toronto. And now, here are two men who have adopted a positive disposition for the middle of summer. So out with a grumpy and in with a cheerful. It's Humshine and Friendly. <laughs> Did you think of that last night when you were having your Reuben and a beer? I had to do something while I was uh, thinking of what to do with the pickle and not what coming up with a solution. That's right. What would you like, sir? I'll have a Reuben and a beer. No sides. I, I don't know, man. I gotta have sides. I'm trying to think when that meal was that I I was overstuffed, uh, but it was sometime this week. I just ate too much. By the way, on the program today, uh, you know, we don't do this as much as we used to, where we had guests every single day, but, and, you know, now we really don't have guests. We have regular contributors, but today it's going to be interesting. Today, a guy named Jeff Krause, he's the president of IE, IE Group, a celebrity party planner, and... Um, it's it's pretty interesting. He uh, he does a lot of these parties, but he, he has something called Fan Room Live. And some of the parties and people, Dan, that he has put together include the following. George Clooney, Uma Thurman, Ed Sheeran, Susan Sarandon, and more and on and on. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg, Jenny McCarthy, Spike Lee, and more. So we're going to talk to him today about this thing uh, he started which is a one-of-a-kind experience called Fan Room Live, which began in the pandemic, like a lot of things, you know. And uh, so that's our guest today. Uh, so it's a party on Zoom or something? Uh, you know what, Dan? These are all great questions. That's the first thing uh, we're going to ask. Or do you go into a booth, you're having a big party, and then there's a yeah, booth, yeah, that uh, celebrities in, in a Zoom on a booth. Speaking of the pandemic, for the first time yesterday in, I can't remember the last time I even checked, I went on worldometer.info coronavirus slash countries just as i was wondering i I just because there's been some things in the news lately you know in that trudeau thing where people are telling you know telling him you know one of the things they were protesting is he lied about the pandemic and all these protests these all these people think you know fauci's being impeached and things but uh 
The numbers are pretty, you know, first of all, there are almost no countries with new virus numbers. That was the first thing I saw. Really? The That's only, encouraging. Yeah, the only country that had any new... For, well, first of all, in the world right now, as, as reported, there's only 3,500 new cases. 3,100 from Russia, strangely enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Canada, I don't know when the last... Um, although, you know, I, don't, I think there are new cases. They're just not being reported. I know two people who had uh, COVID last week. Oh, no, I'm still hearing about it as well. But again, it's been knocked down to just like a like anything else, just an illness you might get along the way and you deal with it and move on. But that vaccine, it was useless. Well, that's just what I was going to say. All yeah. if so yeah. that was my point. My point was going to be, again, we're connected was what do these anti-vaxxers think happened mm-hmm. to the virus? Do they think it just Jesus, Jesus did away, like magically disappeared? Like, how fucking dumb are you to not understand that the reason there is no coronavirus cases that are causing a lot of deaths anymore, there are very few, is because something happened. But they don't seem to be able to put that together. Yeah, or they'd lead you to believe that the numbers were never as big as they were. They were overblown, and it was the best interests of the deep state or the Illuminati to to go go through what we did and blah, 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 blah. What bothers me through this? Not that it bothers me, but irks me is, uh, you know, those who ultimately didn't get the vaccine and thought they were, you know, the know-it-alls and, you know, knew more than the rest of us. They get away without getting the vaccine thanks to us we the people who did that bugs me how do you uh, tell the difference between being irked and bugged uh uh it's a, there's a difference well like is it a physical thing like one of your nipples gets hard when you get really fucking <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> aggravated but, you know irked is like no yeah. i know mildly Bug. uh yeah Bug tweet smile yeah irk is beyond bug so the uh, f- I, again, I haven't looked at this in a long time. You know, it's the one with all the countries and the cases and the deaths. Six hundred and twenty-nine reported. Now remember, six hundred and twenty-nine million reported cases. Total deaths around the planet reported six million nine hundred and two thousand. But uh, there's uh, the old USA with one hundred and seven thousand. Sorry, sorry, one hundred and seven million cases and one million one hundred and sixty-nine thousand deaths. Dumbest country on earth. It it, it got to be. It's oh, got to be the dumbest country on earth. <laughs> I mean, there are dumber countries, but they have excuses. The United States has no excuse for its dumbness. Even you talk about this uh, Fauci, you know, arrest, impeach, whatever the term is they want to do to this man. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, it's even that bothers me. As we all saw, it was a moving target. You know, and statements were made. They weren't sure out of the gate, and they dis- they recommended this, and then they moved over to that because it was unprecedented. And these people that want to come back on him, like, are you mentally ill? Like, what is the matter with you? Like, he was up to some sinister... Um, yeah, he hatched it. It was part of a, uh, a, a plan. Canada had yeah. 4.6 million cases, 53,000 deaths. Um, I guess they're just not reporting new cases anymore because there's got to be new cases. As I say, I know a couple people that got it recently, but I don't think what Dan would they would they still be reporting COVID deaths? They must. 
You'd think that they would. But I don't know if they're uh, actively coalesce, uh, you know, uh, gathering it into a, uh, a database anymore or not. Well, some of the countries are, because there's only been, according to this, again, the worldometer, there really has only been uh, a very few numbers of around the planet, like 50 people died uh, in the last couple of days from COVID. Although I must say that irked me a bit, too. The way, you remember the reporting? I, I, I got tired of seeing, who was that woman, Eileen or whatever? Every night it was just depressing when she came on and talked about it. Um, I don't know what you're to. talking about. Uh, every night on the local news here. Oh, I uh, don't watch local news. Anyway. Anyway, she it was an Asian woman. She'd come on all the, every night and, and did an update, and it was very depressing because obviously the news was never good. But what irked me through it is remember <clears throat> the difference between people dying of COVID and dying with COVID and the way that they sort of grouped that together. Yeah. It was uh, a bit alarming. So two questions. Why Why does it matter that she was Asian, number one? Um, number two. I thought you might, that might click something I, I in don't watch brain. it. Oh, I remember seeing that woman. I don't. Um, but that would be an interesting Venn diagram. For two years, you never watch local news. Not, not, no, no, no. Two years. Not once. Um, so that would be an interesting Venn diagram for Fred. Of things irked mm-hmm. in the circle. Things irked. Things bugged. What was yesterday's word? I liked it. Inert. 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 Yeah, Inert. I want to. Inert. Um, anyway, that's... Which is, which is worse. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Just uh, that, that was part of it, though, that you sort of jumped ahead of me there when I said... It was just basically these anti-vaxxers. And, I, and you explained it. They all think it's the deep state and some kind of, you know, grand scheme that Fauci, you know, hatched in a, a lab somewhere in Asia. But I just think it's crazy. Like, it's, it's some part of their brain doesn't attach to the fact mm-hmm. that... For a couple of years, hundreds of millions of people were getting it, and then now they don't get it much at all. <laughs> and they're like, well, I wonder, I wonder how that happened. No, I know, Howard. I know. Like, we don't have a lot of tuberculosis around anymore. No. What happened to rubella? Well, we had vaccines for those things, Dan. Well, all those polio. people, all those people that, that object to that, they have a formula for getting out of whatever it is. So whatever whatever point you bring up, there's always a counter, like Fred was just saying. You know, it's it's either the deep state or it's the media or the, you know, where do you get your where do you get your information from? And all, you know, it goes on and on and on. There's no stopping the they just will not admit. I guess like Ralph Benmerke was saying yesterday that everybody wants to be part of the tribe, whatever tribe they're in, and they can't get out of it. So they have to they have to come up with a reason. The U.S. had uh, the highest speaking of goobers, the highest deaths per one million population. Like you think about they're supposed to be the greatest country in the world. It's a first world country. And yet they just handled it so poorly because of the divisiveness, the tribalism, the lack of education, all of that. Um, by the way, before we go any further, Dan, are you not hearing the flippy flu 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 in Fred's mic as I am? Yeah, but I, I have no idea what to do about it. Yeah. So, at this particular point in time... Well, I've already had him, I've already had him uh, unplug it once. Turn yeah. your turn your box down for a second while you unplug it, just to see if that uh, put it into a different input. Yeah, then, put it uh, into something, and then turn off the fan of power on and off for. Uh, yeah, mean, do I all that when I come back. Well, we're we're off next week, so this is yeah. the last show. Of the show yeah. But he, and Fred's going to bring his other mic up when he comes. Yeah, 
Okay, uh, turn it back on. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's still, still there. there. Um, yeah. Hold on a sec. You may hear it click. I just want to hear something. We're having a little uh, mechanical issue this week. Uh, it's happened here on the program before. Yeah, but your mic wasn't on then. No, I know. Yeah, it's definitely coming from here. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. And did you turn it back up to where it was? Yes. Okay. Well, we know what we're going to do. We're just going to press on. Um, anyway, that's uh, that. It might that. not be there when Dan's off. Then No, I know. Yesterday when disappears. Dan... I don't, I don't know. Is it is, but it's not... I don't know how Zoom could... Have, another person on Zoom could affect the efficacy of Fred's have microphone. Microphone. Yeah. No, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's that. And uh, there you go. Uh, just here's a pleasant little uh, story I've been saving all week for you kids because we we're all dog lovers. But this week was the 155th anniversary of the golden retriever as a breed. I don't know that I've ever met a golden retriever that wasn't just a pleasant uh, encounter. Did was Billy your dog a golden or a oh, lab? No, no, it was yeah, a lab. She was a yellow lab. With yellow a lab. Shepherd, a little bit of shepherd in there. I think. Yeah. But that's a pleasant breed of dog. I might, you know what? Who knows? Maybe, uh, I don't want to say this too loud because Stan's sleeping over here on the couch. Maybe after Stan goes, I'll get a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. Um, would you ever have another dog, Dan? It's going to be a while for me. Just, I, I realized how, uh, how attached I was to that dog. I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I can do that again. Well, given how few years you have actually left on the planet, do you want to <laughs> do you want to leave a dog? You, you'll actually the dog will outlive you, considering you know your age. These are thoughts you have to take into account. Exactly. Yeah. You for for a guy like you, you should get one of those breeds like uh, one of those big giant dogs called. Which one? You know the big ones, the great, that great Danes. Yeah, or Great Danes. That would be a yeah. good dog for you because they only live like yeah. seven or eight years. The bigger the dog, the more like a more like of a horse. It, it yeah. It's, my, you should get you should get a mini horse. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, no. Um, speaking of dogs, uh, we're walking uh, Dougie yesterday, a French bulldog, and uh, we're walking along, and this guy said, "Oh, my son has one of those, and my mother-in-law has one mm-hmm. of those. They're nice little dogs." And I said. Well, it wasn't me. It was actually Melanie. She said, yes. And he says, you know, the French Bulldog has emerged as the number one uh, a breed in popularity. And she says, really? And I thought, why? I'm not sure about that. He said, yeah, it's overtaken the Labrador Retriever, the uh, Golden Retriever. Anyway, uh, so I did some research. And uh Yeah. 2022, the new top dog, the French Bulldog, has moved into the number one position after climbing the ranks in popularity over the last 10 years. In 2012, 10 short years ago, it was ranked 14. Now it's number one. Isn't that something? Well, Charlie moved to uh, Brooklyn, I'm going to say 2018 or 2019, and you wouldn't remember this because you were too busy watching television. Uh, No, I I, uh, told you when I came back, I'd never seen so many of them. They were everywhere. And and because that whole population of uh, where she was living is uh, called Williamsburg, and it's all filled with kids between Charlie's age and Danny's age. So like 25 to 35 
and they were everywhere. I'd never seen so many of them. Um, but I've never met Dougie. Dan, have you met Dougie? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Well, and I understand it because, you know, their health issues aside, which can be an issue, obviously, a big issue. Yeah. Um, I get it because, you know, Charlie, Danny, like Danny lives in a condo downtown. I get it because for size, great for yep. an apartment or a condo and great companions because they're so smart. They're so tuned in. As I often say to Danny, he's like a little person. Like, it's amazing. So they're great companions, and they're not very big. And so I can see how they've become very popular, especially in urban areas like downtown cores and whatever. I know we didn't get into the details, but, you know, people were aware, I think, that Dan's dog, Danny's dog, Dougie, Fred's son, Danny's dog, Dougie, had some health issues about a month ago. And the first thing I said to you, Mm-hmm. After I, you know, commiserated because I was sad for Dougie, was you know I'm not surprised because your study with your research, you know, aside, I I've just mm-hmm. they've been oh, they've been bred so much that there's got to be some you know factory flaws. There just does. So why wouldn't that apply to other purebreds? Or does it? In fact? it does. Of course guess, it does. Yeah, yeah. I guess it does. Yeah, absolutely. I'm stands well. Not we had Tucker as a family, but I'd always. All the dogs I've ever had have been some kind of mutt, some kind of, you know, rescue half this, half that. And those dogs tend not to have the same problems as these purebreds do. Yeah. Well, Doug seems to have recovered. He had a herniated disc or a slip disc, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Kind of like his grandpa. Just like his grandpa. (laughs) But he's... And again, again, my wife, you know, she's as sweet as they come. She's still... Every time he jumps on a couch or jumps off a bed, watch him, watch him. Oh, don't let him do that. And I said, Delise, we, we just got to roll with this thing, you know? He, in his mind, knows what he can and can't do. And we just got to let the chips fall where they may. I mean, you can't follow this dog around making sure it doesn't jump up and down from couches or yeah. or wrestles with other dogs. It's it's tough, but that's that's just the deal, man. Like, how do you do that? It's so weird because Charlie's dog, Billy, who's a chihuahua or a gray wawa, I become quite attached to it and it to me. And I was over there for dinner the other night. And, and you know, it's funny because I've had the dog stay with me a few times recently and, and over the last couple of years, about a bunch more because it lives here now. But uh, Charlie laughed because when I came up to the walk, it started to bark. And then when it saw me, it started to cry like it was all excited and then never left me, like sat on me the entire time I was in that apartment. And I came and then, of course, because it acts like a real dog. Then I come back here and there's Stan, who's got some kind of PTSD. <laughs> like, like Stan will follow me from room to room like he's hanging out here now, but. Like, it's really rare where Stan will, like, jump up and get excited. You've seen it, Dan. Like, he'll, he'll get a little excited when you come home, but then he just goes off yeah. into a room somewhere in the house. It's, he's, he's so weird. He gets bored of it. I don't know, man. He's just funny. He's a funny dog, Stan. He's my hey, boy. Hey, Fred, if, 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 you, uh, if you were to get another dog, I know that you don't plan on that, but if you were, would you, what breed do you think you'd, you'd get this time around? You know, I've seen these sort of miniature sheepdoggy-looking dogs. Um, I sort of like them. They seem to have a nice personality, and I don't know. Um, like sheepadoodles, you mean? Yeah, some. They're like called something. what? Sheepadoodles? Well, yeah. I definitely have to get something that doesn't shed. I know that's yeah. 
that but I, I know that style of dog sheds a lot less apparently uh, because you know when you walk in the house and you can see the hair on the hardwood floors it doesn't sit well with um, some people yeah I, bet. So, uh, <laughs> I would get you know the, as, as weird as Stan has been he's also the smartest dog I've ever owned and I would tell you I would get another Boston Terrier yeah I could see that sure why not? partly because of the same reason as uh, these mm-hmm. uh, French Bulldogs they're small uh, you know they're smart the, the, most of them are great companions yeah. um, but I don't know that I that's why I started off by asking you Dan if you'd have another one I don't know it's going to be hopefully a couple more years with the, with the stand man, but uh, I don't know that I could uh, you know go through the entire process again, especially that first year with a puppy. I don't think I'd get a puppy. I think I would get a dog, like a couple year old dog. Yeah, the um, yeah, as it stands, I wouldn't get another dog if I come down came down with some ailment where I could no longer travel, say, and I pretty much knew I was tied to the house or the province or the town that I live in. I might consider it then. Because I love dogs and, the, and again the companionship, but I beyond that, there's it do, it doesn't fit. Plus, again, when you get to be almost seventy, like I, when you get a dog, you got to come to grips with the fact that it uh, it may outlive you. So well, that's why I said to Dan, they should, that's yeah. why he should get a dog yeah. that only lives five or six years. Yeah. <laughs> so let me get this straight. So you're gonna get a dog once you're confined to a wheelchair. Oh, that'll be fun for the dog. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, Dan, do you have uh, time today to uh, hang around with us uh, for the news after all of this? uh, Yeah, you you get through all your stuff. We got a lot of stuff to get through today. (laughs) Do your venting, and then I'll come back. We got some venting. We've got some things to do. Uh, Dan Duran's news, and that's a good news for everyone. Dan Duran will rejoin us. Sherpa's on the show. Uh, Toronto Mike will be here. The Party Planner guy's coming up. But first, let's talk about these fine folks. Uh, Architect, uh, full-service turnkey building partner. Uh, you know, for you, the client. Uh, that means uh, they help create the design right down to the exacting level of detail. Yeah, you're part of the process. You tell them what you have in mind and bang. Uh, they'll design it, and you give it the okay, and away you go. Your exact specification. It makes it simpler, you know, when the client's involved, and uh, then each step along the way, they feel part of it, and uh, not only does Architect help you that way, but, uh, you know, they look after all the building code stuff, which can be quite complicated, especially in the city. They prepare the construction plans, as I say. They apply for permits, too, which, again, can be a problem or very time-consuming, but, hey... They do it all the time, so they do it for you. They manage the job site top to bottom. They ensure you get what you want. And then, of course, that it's done right, exactly the way you want it. Give them a call, 647-775-9222, or go to architect.com. If you're looking to uh, put your money someplace that will grow, then talk to your Sherpa. Talk to our Sherpa. And ask him about AaronVentures.com, uh, trading as Boron One Inc. As I mentioned yesterday, it's involved in getting boron out of the ground, which is used in almost everything in everyday life, from your phone to your uh, other things. <laughs> How'd you like that? From your phone to other things that have boron in them. They're an emerging uh, international junior mining and exploration company engaged in the acquisition, exploration, and development of resource properties, and one of them is the Boron. 
Go check it out. Uh, they do trade as Boron One, but all the information is there for you at AaronVentures.com. Howard, uh, you're playing that song, A Golden Oldie, which yeah. Stephen Bishop, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, my 10-year-old, not even 11-year-old grandson, schooled me on the Beatles. <laughs> How'd that conversation go? Well, we were over at Darren's and a Beatles song came on and I said, John, who's this? And he goes, the Beatles. And then he says, not only did he say the Beatles, he said, that's John Lennon. And I said, oh, that's cool. And I, he had that, I, I think I mentioned it to you. He has a playlist, dad, John yeah, and yeah. dad's play, him and his dad share a playlist. And I said, do you have much Beatles on your dad and John playlist? And he says, not a lot. He said, one I, I know is like, hey, Bulldog. And I said, what? He goes, yeah. Hey, Bulldog. And I'm thinking, that's not a Beatles song. And he goes, yes, it is, Papa. Hey, Bulldog. Howard, I had never... Do you know the song, Hey, Bulldog, by the Beatles? This will be my first time hearing it. Wow. Look at you. Uh... Yeah, I've never heard this song. Now, I, and Darren was there, and he goes, you haven't heard of, oh, hey, Bulldog, what's the matter with you? You know, the way he goes on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Something wrong with me because I haven't heard But <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah, he should, that, that's a great sentence. What's the matter with you? <laughs> um, yeah, so we played it, and the thing is, some part of me just, I, I know the riff of it or something, but I think part of the deal is it was on Yellow Submarine, and I never really took that album that seriously. Yeah. So, uh, again, when I looked into it, but it was just funny. Yeah, Papa. Hey, Bulldog, that's a Beatles song. Are you sure, John? <laughs> Let's have a listen here. Anyway. I mean, maybe. Maybe somewhere in my life I must have heard this. I don't know. Uh, I would have had the same reaction. Are you sure? Yeah, this is a remastered version of Hey Bulldog, and it's uh, also been done by several others, uh, several other artists, including Alice Cooper. Um, but yeah, I don't know it. Yeah, to me, it just as as a Beatles song just sounds a bit messy for a uh, yeah a Beatles song, if that's the right term. I'm, I'm with you on Yellow Submarine too, by the way. I mean, I'm as a kid, I you know I liked it. Um. Yellow Submarine has that song, but it also has Eleanor Rigby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Mm-hmm. No, and this is, I'm sorry, this, that's not true. This is called no. Yellow Submarine that's, Song Track. That's on Sergeant. Yeah, Pepper. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah. I uh, See, when you do that on Spotify, sometimes you'll get somebody's mm-hmm. playlist. Right. I'm just yes. trying to get Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. Yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, funny, interesting. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Mm. Intriguing. Mm. That kind of thing. Um, that must be an interesting experience hanging around with this young human being as you get to do. What a, I will say this, what a blessing for you. Oh. You know, it really yeah. must be. It is. It's, you know, you're getting it. Like, I, I hear you talk about him, but I'm also old enough to, and I've been around you enough I, it's similar to hearing you talk about Danny. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a redo, right? Yeah. It just is. And uh, we're very close. And uh, 
I find him very interesting. My granddaughter too, uh, May. She's quite a character. She re- she really is. She's quite quite the character. But um, yesterday was just cool because in John he he's not the type of kid that comes right out and asks for anything. Like and I really my kids were like that too. And I almost to a fault. It's like oh why didn't you tell me or why didn't you ask me? You know mm-hmm. like. But yesterday he was sort of dancing around. Last year, when we went out in the boat, for a few minutes I let him steer the boat as I sat behind him. Sure, yeah. And he never forgot that. And he sort of was dancing around it yesterday. And I said, would you like to do that again? And he goes, I'd love to do that, Papa. But he's bigger now. He can no longer sit in front of me while I drive the boat. So I put it at a low speed and said, there you go, pal. And he sat there and drove the boat himself. Must have blown his mind. Oh, it absolutely blew his mind. And then we did it in a while, and he wanted to go really slow, and then he was asking about the throttle, and I said, do you want to go a little quicker? And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, push that forward. No, 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 you should do that, Papa. So I did a bit. But by the end of the tour of the lake, he was doing it himself, and he was just, he just loved it. Yeah. just loved it. Yeah, well, that's, a, I was going to say, that's a mind-blowing experience. Driving things. Oh, for me as a kid was one of, I, I, I just loved it. I, I just, uh, and I mean everything. I drove trucks and snowmobiles and tractors and cars. I just, it's one of those things that you never forget. And it's a great mm-hmm. skill to have. I mean, you know, get some, it teaches them to not be afraid of it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and I sit and think, you know, when I'm 85 or 86 years old and he's an adult and, you know, if we're talking, he says, I remember the first time I drove a boat with Mm -hmm. with my papa. You know what that will mean to me? It just will. It will mean so much. But, uh, yeah, well, hopefully, I'm sure you will. One day you'll experience uh, grandfatherhood. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Uh, Charlie is uh, 28. Uh, her and her fella have been together long enough. I think they're probably going to get married in the next couple of years. And Charlie and they talk about kids, and you know, I'm sure they'll have some, and that'll be great. And I'll be ready to take that you'll on. Be a, you'll be a great granddad. Oh, thanks, buddy. Well, you will. I think you'll be a lot like me because I. I'm rarely serious with them. You know, they, there's enough serious in their life. I mean, through their parents at school and everything. You know, I'm the, to them. And again, I use this term loosely, the comic relief. <laughs> no. uh, because You're, I know I, I want them to always, the, the way I was with my grandfather, Fred, any memory I have with him, it was always laughing or treats or doing mm-hmm. neat things. Right? Oh, yeah. So that's what I want. Yeah, I'm, when I say I'm ready for it, like I know my brothers, both of my brothers, I've been, I haven't met Stephen's uh, twin grandsons, but I was around David's grandson briefly when I was in Mexico. He and his parents visited my niece, uh, and it was great. You know, just, even just hanging around with him for a couple of days, just to see sort of the offspring of your offspring and how weird yeah. that is. Not, I mean, weird in a good way. How mind blowing it is to see your baby's baby and i and i know i'll be that way with charlie and and uh it's just because i again I'm, when i say i'm ready I, i'm sort of at that stage where I'm like yeah i could i could bring that on i'll i'll hang around i'll uh i'll give up uh, some golf for that for sure well right and you're gonna have all that to look forward to as well oh yeah the first time you give him a golf club and the first time you know, you take them to a course, and the first time you play around with them, and 
that's another thing with golf with John and I. He loves, I let him when, you know, we're out of sight of the clubhouse, I let him drive the uh, <laughs> the golf cart. Very responsibly. Uh, you don't, well, listen, you don't have to be something. that responsible. I mean, that's what, we're, that's what we're supposed to do is give them opportunities to experience things and... Mm-hmm. You know, like I was I was backing my parents' car out of the driveway pretty early Mm -hmm. on. You know, in that time, 11, 12, 13, I'm saying to my dad, can I go? Because, you know, Saskatchewan in the winter. Can I go start Mm -hmm. the car? That was a big thing for me. Let me go start the car and I'll just sit in it while it's idling. And then you got then you advance to let me back down the driveway. Uh Um, Well, even yesterday when I docked the boat, I left it running as we were tying and he said, puppy, the boat's still on. And I said, well, turn it off. What? I said, turn it off. Just, I turned the key, right? Like, I just turned it this way. I said, yeah, and he did it. Like, what a thrill that was for you. Oh, yeah. Well, good for you, man. I'm happy for you. And um, they're, how, you're coming back when? Uh, probably Friday. So uh, you're going to be back up, because uh, I'm coming up there with uh, Senora mm-hmm. uh, on Tuesday morning. So you're going to go back. You're going to stay here in in the area for say in uh, Toronto for the weekend or Brampton for the weekend. Yeah, Doll's going back today for uh, she's got some appointments going back with Mel and the kids, and then I'm going to stay up maybe to Friday or Saturday morning and come home, and then we'll come back up Sunday night or early Monday morning. Nice, and uh, you know, and set the stage for the big event, Julietta. And just easy. No, la, 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 this re- just everyone relax. You know, let's what? make. I want to very tranquil. You know, be very nervous. I'm nervous, dude. Oh, I'm nervous. You think you're nervous? What about me? <laughs> you think you're nervous? What about me? I was uh, talking to a friend about this the other day. I said, you know, like, I, it's going to be uh, great, mm-hmm. but it's also like, you know, literally picking her up at the airport two nights from now will be our fifth date. Mm-hmm. And our fifth date will include, you know, trying to figure out where we're going to sleep. But, uh, oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And what if she asks you, what is this Mr. Wiggles thing that you live beside? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what you live beside? You know, I, I got to tell you, I've got, I really do have a great relationship with my children. I have a relationship with my children much different than the relationship my father had with me and my brothers. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean. I'm on the phone with Spencer. Spencer's 25 years old. You know, and Spencer's a character, too, and, you know, involved in comedy and doing... She's in, in New York right now doing a class. But mm-hmm. Spencer asks me right out, have you... She said this to me. Have you ever, you know, slept with this woman? I said, no. And I said, but I'm going to be very respectful about this, mm-hmm. meaning that I'm going <laughs> to... I said, I said this to Spencer. I said, you know, I'm going to have the spare room made up, and I'm going to... You know, just take things sort of slowly. I said, it's not like I'm not going to get it off the plane and then dump her in the sex dungeon, which 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 made my my 25 year old laugh. And I thought, you know, that's a different that's a different relationship. I'd say. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, let's speaking of relationships. Let's get uh, our guest, Jeff uh, Kraus here. Let's get him settled in the uh, Zoom uh, room. I am uh, looking forward to uh, talking to Jeff and trying to figure out exactly what Jeff is doing. And as soon as we... Uh, and where is Jeff? Jeff's in New York. Jeff, turn your... There he is. Okay. There's hey, Jeff. Yes. You want to make sure Jeff's comfortable before we f- formally introduce Jeff. And, I'm trying, and then Jeff's trying to figure out how who booked him on this show. That's what he's thinking. Who, how did I get... Uh, hooked into this thing all right let's um 
Let's change gears here. He is a, uh, I, well, I guess it's too simple to say, a party planner. But that's Horla, the whole point of this interview, is he's the president of, of the IE Group, a celebrity party planner, and something called Fan Room Live. And uh, with us here in our Zoom room is uh, Jeff Krauss. Hello, Jeffrey. Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for uh, taking some time. I was looking at all the background on you this morning, and I said to Fred, I said, I'm not 100% sure what what this is all about. Maybe you can explain how all this got started and where you're at with it now. Well, I mean, as far as uh, IE Group, uh, basically, I, I co-founded it in uh, 2006. And, you know, we been producing events for many years for you know celebrities and fashion designers uh you know doing marketing for different restaurants uh consulting we used to well consult more for uh for nightclubs doing their programming and you know we just kept uh you know building the company building the company and we just started you know producing more and more uh you know celebrity events and you know doing private celebrity dinner parties all different types of uh stuff within the venues that we were we were working with uh and then you know i i started uh working with mitch faulkner who is now my business partner we've always been you know we've been best friends for about you know 15 20 years now and it was always we were just trying to help each other like you know he would uh you know, he would he'd be booking, you know, let's say conventions and I would be doing the restaurants and nightclubs. So and, and you know, uh, more of events. So he would want to send the celebrities into the restaurants and I would want to get, you know, he would send the celebrities into the restaurants as a way to uh, kind of look good for him. Right. To be able to book them for conventions and I would want them in because we would want, you know, the flow for the restaurant and nightclub. So we ended up partnering up and started, you know, working on both sides together, whether it be, you know, booking, uh, you know, conventions or, you know, music, music artists at a nightclub or, you know, all different tor- sorts of stuff. Then the pandemic hit. Okay, well, let's just pause for a second there. Before we get to uh, the fan room live and how that happened, what, what don't we know? I mean, we've interviewed, we've interviewed a lot of famous people over the 35 years we've been doing this show. I know this is a long time. It's longer than you've been alive, Jeff. But um, what don't we know about the world of celebrity planning? Like, you know, I'm looking at the list here. George Clooney, Spike Lee, Ed Sheeran, William Shatner, Canadian. Um, what don't we... Uh, what is it like working with these people? And what kind of... You know, what would the average person be fascinated by? I think the average person would be very fascinated as to how how it comes to be. Meaning, these parties a lot of times, uh, you know, are planned week in advance. Like, it's just, hey, you know, it's somebody's birthday and the publicist or assistant happened to either be uh you know connected to us somehow whether it be that i had worked with them on a different client or 
whether it be that we've you know done something in the past together and all of a sudden it's like oh it's you know Mal Clooney's birthday the day before or a few days before publicist refers me to the uh, to the assistant because I had reached out maybe for, for something else to him yeah yeah all of a sudden it's like hey we're in town in New York we want to plan something can you put it together sure and, <laughs> and a lot and of I, times that's how it happens and I, and I guess the difference being I mean Howard or I maybe you you plan a party and it's like number one can I afford it number two it's going to be so much work the means that these people have um, as you say just a couple of days notice they don't have to worry about doing anything right that makes having no. a party much easier no the well it depends on the it depends on the celebrity so some celebrities say hey Jeff we're going to put everything in your ball court just find us the right space right you hire the the DJ you know or you you know organize uh, organize everything and sometimes they like to do everything mm-hmm. meaning they just say hey find us the perfect perfect place I find them the perfect place and then it's and then they'll say to me oh we have the DJ that we want to have. Mm. We want to have, you know, this type of uh, a setting. So it depends on the personality, but most of the time, a lot of the time, it's, hey, we want to throw a party or we want to plan a dinner. Can you find us the perfect spot mm-hmm. to do it at? Even though, you know, it, it, a lot of times sure. it's last minute. A couple, but a couple, I, let, let, let's, let's get, I want to answer, have you answer a couple questions quickly though. Like, have you ever had somebody, whether it's George Clooney or Spike Lee say, I want to do this and you say, fine, but this is how much it's going to cost. And they go, no, no, I don't want to spend that much money. So number one or number two, where they say, I want to do this and here's our budget. Like those two scenarios were where maybe the money isn't there or they, or they don't realize how much money they're asking to spend. Well, so here's the thing. I a lot of the a lot of the places that I work with, they'll work within the celebrity's budget. Whether and sometimes they won't charge the celebrity anything, or it'll be just they'll charge them at you know the minimal cost because they want the party, or sometimes it's something where uh, you know they want something uh, very very specific and they'll they'll splurge they'll say hey you know what we want this specific space we want this specific theme mm-hmm. you know the budget isn't isn't restricted so it, it, it kind of can go both ways yeah, I bet. do you do this uh what about at their homes too if they want to have a a party at their home yeah i mean well funny enough um you know i helped uh the jackson family with their uh you know event back in back in october for thriller the 40-year anniversary now that was more of something where i was helping them you know procure liquor sponsors and uh invite celebrity talent and do a little bit more of that kind of stuff but yeah i mean uh we've come into celebrities homes like uh the jackson family and uh help them with their with their events have you have you ever had a request from somebody and you're like you know maybe you talk to somebody on their staff or even they call you 
and say, Jeff, we really need the, this. And you're like, nah, man, I can't get you a giraffe for the party. I just can't. There's just, I can't fucking do it, man. I can't get you a, I can't get that. There's no way we're not getting you this thing. Have you had those? No. <laughs> okay, um, not a giraffe specifically, Kraus. I'm just talking about in general. Uh, there have been times where people have asked me for requests that were simply just um, unattainable. Right. But, you know, 99% of the time, it's usually it usually doesn't happen okay happen that way and, but there have been there have been times where people have asked me for stuff where i'm like yeah i don't i don't know if that's gonna work <laughs> i'm on not comfortable right. yeah i'm not comfortable with that i have a reputation to maintain here so i look at the list here george clooney uh, uma thurman angela bassett ed sheeran do you often deal directly with these people? Like you talk to George Clooney or do you talk to his people and then through it maybe have contact with the celebrity? But um, and I and I look at George Clooney, Clooney he has a reputation of being a really nice guy and very generous and happy and fun. Is is that true? And would you um, again deal with them directly? So here's the thing about celebrities of the magnitude that you just uh spoke about uh yeah i i do deal with them or their assistant a lot of the time george clooney as in particular i deal with his assistant and his publicist when he comes to the uh you know to the party or to the dinner that i had, had organized for him in a mall he was so nice uh you know so really just such a nice nice person uh same thing with amal they were just really uh, just amazing to to work with uh you know uma thurman i deal with you know her and her assistant uh both of them uh, directly uh ed sheeran it's more his his publicist but you know again uh it's the people that i'm dealing with are dealing with them literally just you know day-to-day yeah, yeah. right hand Kind of no, but I, I kind of know what Fred's getting at, because like, again, you know, people will always ask us, you know, well, you interviewed this guy or that person. And, you know, sometimes the novelty wears off. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as long as you've been doing this, I, I'm sure you can't go to every single event. But are there people that you're like, man, I'm a huge Ed Sheeran fan. So I'm going to show up at that event to make sure everything goes all right. But also as a human being, you just want to meet that person. Well, I, I actually try to be at every event uh, that I that I humanly possibly can. Well, you're still a young uh, no. man. You're still a young man, Jeff. Like Fred and I, we can't go to events if they go past nine. Sorry. <clears throat> well, no. <laughs> the reason why I try to be there uh, is just because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, and I want to make sure that of course everything goes right, everything goes as planned. Uh, you know, there's no surprises. And when they leave, they leave knowing that, hey, you know, Jeff and his team right, really, right. you know, uh, went above and beyond and took care of us. Now, are there people that I've said, oh, I have to be there because, you know, I I really want to meet them? Sure. There's there's been a few of those. Give us a couple definitely. of examples. Like who who were you? Who were you sort of starstruck by? All right, this is going to come as a shocker, <laughs> but maybe not. Uh, I was a little bit starstruck 
by Chris Jericho. Believe it or not, <laughs> the, the wrestler. Yeah, because I listen. I grew up as a wrestling fan. I love that. So I love course. that. That's that's fantastic. So, I forget forget a mall and George Clooney, but Chris Jericho. Yeah, <laughs> listen. Hey, the Ayatollah of rock and roll, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic, man. Uh, no, I mean, look, it, it's it's one of those things where you know, look, and and the funny thing is, is that you know. Uh, Chris and I, you know, actually became, you know, friends from uh, organizing, uh, you know, some events and dinners for him. But, uh, you know, when I showed up to organize his dinner, he was like, hey, man, so going to come sit and hang with us? I was like, "Ooh, (laughs) sure. (laughs) I'm not turning that down. So, yeah, I mean, that that would be one that I was a little bit like wow, this is so cool. Like, it's, you know, Chris Jericho. Um, And the obvious question, although you probably can't answer, wouldn't be good uh, business, but of course, uh, you know, the standard question is, who is the biggest prick you've ever had to deal with? Well, I'm not going to reveal that. Obviously, yes. (laughs) But what what did they... But I bet you you there is some trying moments. Oh, absolutely. What did they... Yeah, what what was... Give us an example. Don't say the celebrity's name, but who was a giant (laughs) a-hole? Okay. And what did they do? I'm not going to say this... Listen, I'm not going to say the celebrity's name only for the reason that I don't like to attract negativity for sure so i'm not neither do that, neither do that's, that's that's no no, no. neither meaning, do we i don't like to no the meaning i don't like to i don't i don't like to out people so right all right okay that's it's not just good not, business of course no, not, not, not no. it's not in my my nature okay right. that all but being was, said but tell us <laughs> all right well there was there was one person uh i this was years ago I happened to be planning an after party for uh, a fashion show and the fashion show had some, uh, you know, celebrity uh, guests and, and uh, speakers or, or whatever. And at the after party that I was planning, I had said to them, hey, if you guys want to come to the after party, you know, it would be totally cool. More than welcome. I dealt with uh, somebody in his in his circle, so to speak. So we get to the after party which is right down the block from the show. We sit down at the table. They're about to, you know, serve a dinner. And this girl, two girls, well, they're two girls. One of them happened to be a friend of mine. The other one we had just met at the party and she followed us to the, to the after party. Well, she started getting a little, little crazy when they followed us. And, you know, she started saying some weird, weird stuff. Uh, his PR pulled her aside, took her outside. So we're sitting at the table, and the girl that I was friends with did nothing wrong. She was just sitting there. And the guy that was with the celebrity that was handling him uh, comes over to me, whispers in my ear, and says, Hey, Jeff, uh, listen he doesn't think uh, this girl's hot enough to be at the table. So, you know, oh, can wow. you get her up? Oh. Yeah. So I said to him, are you freaking kidding me? You can swear uh, on the show. You can, you can swear he's a grown-up on this program. Yeah, I said, are you fucking kidding me? Like, nice. you know, <laughs> this is not... I mean, this is 
crazy. I mean, it's just not hot enough to sit with you. What the fuck are you talking about? So he says, yeah, she's not hot enough. Uh, can you get her up? I said, you know what? I'll get her. I'll get her up off the table. I'm leaving the table. You guys can go fuck yourselves. That's fucking great. Yeah. By the way, that that <laughs> phrase, that phrase, you're not hot enough to sit here. That's followed Fred and I around for years. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because again, had, constantly saying that to us. Like, how, like, I, I, I'm just putting myself in your position. It's like you over. OK, you got to leave the table. Why? 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 Why do I have to leave the table? And then what do you say? You're not good looking enough. Like, well, I just said to her, hey, listen, uh, come with me to the, you know, come with me to the bar for a second. Mm-hmm. Come with me to the ugly section. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know what to say. I mean, well, I, what can what you, you say? Because I'm <laughs> yeah, sure she was plenty hot enough. Um, all right. The, well, only, the, the only thing that, that was a little bit, uh, you know, eased the moment mm-hmm. was the fact that she saw what the other girl craziness was doing right right. and uh she's you know but the girl started crying and she was like you know i didn't do anything i didn't say anything i said i know i know but i we just i just went to the bar basically tried to calm her down and all right okay she she thought she'd done something inappropriate because the other girl who was crazy got kicked out of the table Mm -hmm. um well, so all of this is uh, so this would be a great story. You, and again, I'm sure people have said you should write a book. There's lots of great stories in your life. And uh, and then the pandemic hit. And this is where we're we're going to pivot now. This is the big time interviewers call this uh, to fan room live. So you were already in this business and you mentioned at the beginning, your friend Mitch uh, Faulkner uh, was doing something called one, two, three talent. You guys. You know, obviously, we've all listen. Fred and I used to do our show in this studio that I'm sitting in. Big studio, production office, big board, and then a pandemic, pandemic hit, and now we've been doing the show like this for three years, which is great for us. So I'm, I'm sure something uh, along those same lines. You were producing parties, but when there's no parties, what can you produce? Well, it was more than that. Uh, listen, before the pandemic hit. I was working with Saturday Night Live to, uh, you know, put on their after after parties and uh, help them with some of their, uh, you know, their uh, first parties. Uh, We were booking, you know, music artists for uh, all different uh, venues throughout the throughout the country and, and conventions. All that stuff, all of the party planning, all that stuff got shot. And it came to a point where maybe like, a month into the pandemic and maybe, you know, late April or something like that. We're just so bored. And, and Mitch uh, calls me up. He says, Jeff, you know, I got to get some of my athlete and, and uh, wrestler clients, you know, some of our friends, we got to just got to get them online doing something. And, you know, even if it's teaching a course or meeting their, their fans, we got to do something. This is, you know, we're just all so bored. And I said, yeah, I agree. I, I said, but why don't we uh, why don't we do that with celebrities too? In fact, maybe we can get them on online and they can meet their fans and we can raise some money for charities. What a great idea. Let's make some calls. So we started, you know, just making calls and uh, we called our friend uh, and now business partner Cedric the Entertainer. And. He was. He just listened to uh, our our initial idea and said, "Guys, this is actually 
not only a phenomenal idea, I'd love to, uh, you know, to be involved, but uh, I'd love to team up with you guys. How about we, we uh, produce it all together? And we were just, it didn't even take us half a second to be like, oh, this would be mm-hmm. amazing. And within, you know, and he said to us, look, the idea is great, but I think the, uh, I think that if we created it into a brand and we did something with this long term, this could really have some sustainability, not just doing, uh, you know, charity events. Of course, we can do that all day long. But I think the idea of it is way bigger than what we're even thinking on in this call. Mm -hmm. So we strategized for, you know, a few months coming up with names and concepts and how this would, would go. And, uh, you know, we just started, uh, we just started, started doing them. We started, we did a couple of mock trials just to, you know, see how the flow goes and what we want to do and change. And then we launched it. Well, I'm looking here at your site, fanroomlive.com, and the description is perfect. It said it's a new interactive virtual event series where fans get to meet their favorite actors, comedians, athletes, and musicians in a group town hall style meet and greet, questions and answers, that kind of thing. So give us an example. So in a typical, so people sign up, they, they pay a fee to be part of the Zoom call. Or, or I guess, and then how long is a typical fan room event, and what kind of access do the fans have to their celebrity, uh, the, the celebrities? Well, the beauty of this is that there's different levels of access, and it also depends on uh, how long the celebrity has in their time for the day to do the fan room. So. We've had fan room lives that go anywhere from half an hour, 45 minutes, to all the way up to, you know, three hours, just because the celebrities sometimes get so engaged with their fans and they didn't realize how much fun it was going to be. Like like who? Give us an example of that. Oh, well, I mean, for one, one person, I mean, we had Ice-T and Coco on and... You know, we had two parts to it. One was the, uh, you know, the first part where this was just, you know, them meeting their fans. And then there was the second part where they met VIPs that paid more money, did a higher tier. And that higher tier got them more private, you know, Mm -hmm. private, more private conversation, copy of their video recording, uh, you know, a little photo op between the, the between them. But ice, so we start the fan room live in the beginning. And, you know, we were at a lot of times at that point, we were trying to fit between the celebrities' uh, time frames. So we would sometimes say, hey, we would give a cue like, hey, you know, it's time to get on to the next fan kind of thing. Right. So the first fan, uh, after about five minutes, you know, Ice is still, you know, talking with the fan, Ice Coco, and he just says, uh, hey, uh, you know, Jay and, and Stacy, our, our host, listen, um, you know, do me a favor, just just let it roll with each fan. We want to take as much time as we want with them. We want to give the fans what they, cool. you know, it's very cool, for. Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We have to. We have a couple other things to do here on this particular program, uh, so we're gonna have to wrap this up. But I find it fascinating, and I want to wish you well. Fanroomlive.com. It all makes sense now. Quick questions before we let you go. Uh, so I guess there's different tiers in terms of pricing, and if people want to buy tickets, they can go to your website and find out about that. Are you back to producing parties live now that the uh, pandemic has uh, has eased? Yeah. No, I, I we've been doing a lot of different different parties, uh, different different events. Uh, you know, yeah, that's very I cool. Mean, in the last number of months, we've done probably at least 20, uh, 20 parties, and we've also uh, you know are back to booking uh, talent for conventions and uh, music artists and all all that stuff. Well, Everything very cool. is, is well, back good on you. better than ever. Listen, man, it's funny what uh, how things uh, have evolved. You know, I mean, there were lots of stand-ups doing uh, Zoom stand-up shows, and that wasn't sustainable. But this particular pivot that you did uh, definitely seems to be something that has a future. Thank you very much for taking some time with us. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it, and uh, it was a lot of fun. You're Thank very. You, you seem like a very nice person. You know, no wonder you're good yeah. at this job. Well, I I appreciate that. That actually means a lot, and you guys seem awesome as well. Yeah, we are. We're pretty awesome. And by the way, we're Mm. we're just like you. We don't like to attract negativity. (laughs) No. No, that's not our style. Hey, I'm the same way, man. All right, brother. Yeah. You take care, and hopefully we'll be in touch. You too. Definitely. Take care. Thank you guys so much again. Bye-bye. Right on. Take it easy, Jeff. Later. It's Jeff Krause. You can just let yourself out of there, right? That's what we should do. We should do uh, Humble and Fred Fan Room Live. We tried that with uh, our uh, our mm-hmm. Patreons. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit? Speaking of, we're, we're fans of these people. Yeah, Bodog, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker casino player, Bodog, they're, uh, well, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from uh, their industry-leading odds, world-class sports book, it feature rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book. They've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Go to Bodog today. The game underway, I do believe. I don't have a score, but Canada was favored to beat Ireland at the World Women's uh, Soccer Championship. I hope so. So check it out. Uh, You can wager on that tournament. Uh, Probably the biggest thing in sports going on right now at Bodog. And of course, uh, if you want to stay in shape, you have to work out. But part of the process of getting in shape is also making sure your body has a stretch in between. If you're a golfer like me or you're just somebody that wants to improve their range of motion and flexibility or just reduce muscle and joint pain from working out. I was saying to Fred the other day, like, I'm, I do all this stuff, and I, and I, I I'm still in pain. What, what would it be like if I wasn't stretching every day? You can get some help with your stretch from StretchLab.com, StretchLab Toronto. A lot of people find themselves getting stressed for a variety of reasons. If you've never had this, really, just check it out. For $59, you get a 50-minute stretch, you get an assessment, and you will walk out of this feeling better. Uh, improve your sports performance, improve your posture, and reduce stress. Sounds like a pretty good deal. Stretchlab.com. Let me uh, just get the uh, Sherpa music ready here. I see him in the uh, 
Zoom uh, waiting room there, getting himself all uh, Sherpa-sized. Here we go. And now somebody that has been uh, counseling us for many years now. I always appreciate a visit from the retirement Sherpa, Tim.Niblet at RaymondJames.ca. And there he is in all his glory. Hello. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, there, gentlemen. Uh, no late night for me tonight, sadly. Well, why? Uh, we just got some Best Buds from uh, Florida visiting, which is awesome. So, uh, did a little downtown Burlington by the lake yesterday, and it's uh, wine country today for them. Oh, very oh, nice. Very nice. There's, there's a place... Visitors from Mexico coming, but Florida, so it's pretty close. <laughs> That's right. Um, there's a place down in uh, the lakeshore in Burlington. I think it's called Spencer's. Have you ever been there? Oh, God, yeah, yeah, a number of times. It's kind of been the preeminent one on the water for uh, quite a while. Very, very nice. And now there's a new one. Uh, there's the Pearl Hotel and Spa, don't you know, also wow. on the lakeshore. And they've got a really nice restaurant there, uh, view of the lake and everything is as well. For you Torontonians that have never been out there, it's something else. This restaurant is right on, it's right, sort of in that Bronte, just down from that Bronte area or whatever. But uh, it looks like you're in California when you're out there. You know, Burlington's done such a nice job of the lakefront, right? I mean, we just love living here. It's a great spot. And uh, they, they've got more kind of public use space. There's Spencer Smith Park, yeah, uh, which is where the Spencer's Restaurant comes from, uh, name-wise. And uh, beautiful big park right along the water. Lots of stuff for the kids and pools. And they have music fests and rib fests and... Oh, yeah, it's very, 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 it's very beautiful down there. Uh, let's get to some uh, Sherpa stuff. I love this uh, topic. This is a great retired seniors top financial regrets. Why don't you take us through these? Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, uh, we, we certainly go to Fox News for our information. And this is from Fox Business, which is pretty uh, mm-hmm. interesting. But yeah, they just did a poll uh, with retired people and asked them what their biggest regrets were. And uh, not surprisingly, the number one financial regret of, of retired seniors was they just didn't start early enough. You, you know, it, it sounds simple, and, and certainly it is, but we've talked many a time about uh, the power of compounding and, and all those good things. So that's something for people to think about. Uh, of course, the equivalent is if they're doing something now, could they do more? Well, isn't there some formula or some lesson or some example of like someone at 18 investing like a thousand dollars or something, what that will turn out to be at age 65, as opposed to somebody that waits several years and contributes a lot more. Uh, again, there charts or whatever that just, um, you know, exemplify that. Right. So there were a couple of examples of that, Fred, in the uh, wealthy barber, still one of the best, mm-hmm. uh, financial books out there written by david chilton who actually little financial biz trivia got the number one score in his uh investment exam uh it's called iroc now investment industry regulators of canada so when he did his licensing exam he got the the first overall uh mark that year um but yeah great book so he tells a story about these two twins and one uh, starts at 18 and ends at 25, I think. Been a little while since I read it. And then the other one starts at 25, putting the same amount of, of money in. We'll say it was just $100 in this example per month and never catches up. 
as the first guy with his head start, right. which illustrates it perfectly. Thanks for asking. Uh, the guy with his head start, his money's making more money than his sibling can even yeah. put in. So, yeah, that's that's an example of the power of, of starting early, certainly. So the compound interest uh, paradigm, of course. And then, of course, the next thing. So didn't start early enough. The next one is need investments that provide income. Yeah, I found this sort of weird in a way because arguably you can have non-income investments that can create income for you. It doesn't have to be something that just churns out interest, as an example, and you live off the interest. But absolutely, in general, uh, you need to have a diversified mix of, of ones that are going to be able to provide income. Okay. Uh, another regret that the uh, seniors had, uh, financial regrets, well, it was just too much volatility. Like, hey, I've been at this gig for 31 years. Nobody likes volatility, right? So uh, their losses during negative periods, especially if you think about it, when you're accumulating going backwards isn't all bad. It's not fun. But if you're taking money out at the same time as your portfolio is going backwards, yeah. uh, that's not a good one-two punch. Well, that would be the regret because basically it's like if you invest and don't touch till retirement – there's going to be ups and downs. So how can a down be a regret? You're you're not in control of that. Like, you know. Granted, but there are strategies or are investments certainly that you can uh, be in. That mm-hmm. uh, we've talked, you know, moderately recently about investments we had in 2022, which was a year that virtually everything went down and and they went up really really nicely so mm-hmm. yeah a proper portfolio would have things that go up regardless of the situation well you've you've been telling us this for years now you know you can't have uh, annual returns uh, averaging seven or eight percent without a few day without a few years that are 12 and 13 and a few that are three and mm-hmm. four but i think that example is if you're starting to take money out and it's going down that year that's got to be a bit stressful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you're prepared for that, <laughs> getting to the fourth one, you know, one of their regrets is not being prepared for the unexpected. But if you have somebody that is like yourself that, that prepares them, then they can expect that there won't be every year can't be a 10 out of 10. Right. Absolutely. Actually, this is a kind of a rift from the headlines, Dick Wolf, uh, law and order kind of thing. But uh, I was made aware recently of somebody who, uh, there's a couple and they're in varying degrees of health. This isn't uncommon, of course. And when the will was made for one of the spouses, it never considered they might predecease the other spouse, which is crazy how a lawyer would write this. I have no concept, but you know, they never expected spouse B to pass before spouse A. So this was definitely an unexpected thing they didn't prepare for through proper, uh, proper will. Yeah, uh, all very, very interesting. And again, it's uh, when I I go back over the years when I talked to, you know, people in their 20 and 30 years old, how people are almost afraid to get started. And again, the conversations I've had, even Howard with young people, you got to do it, but they're just sort of freaked out by it. And again, this all displays the importance of, again, the bottom line. The most important thing is starting at the right time. That would be your biggest regret. Right. As, as I always say, it all starts to the plan, right? So you, yep. you've got to have a plan. I mean, on, on the monthly amount going uh, to yourself, mm-hmm. we don't have any problem finding, uh, you know, for our, our rent or our mortgage or yep. insurance and, 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 and the old saying it's hackneyed, but it's, it's 
phenomenal is just pay yourself first. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can also work out. Pay that was I, first. I think that was a, a great thing in the wealthy barber. That was one of the first things I, one of the first times I remember that really sinking in about paying yourself first. Because I'm thinking of even my kids. I don't know what Charlie's putting away, but I know that Charlie has money for a lot of things, and I'm hoping that part of what she's putting away is money for the future. But when you're, you know, that's a part of the problem with kids as well. Is you're in your 20s, you don't really think about getting to our age. But now look at us. <laughs> look, we're our age now. <sighs> No, Sometimes, and I, uh, despite our best efforts, we get here, right? <laughs> That's right. Somehow we've arrived in our 60s. Another thing that concerns me, too, um, is a lot of these young people are diving into the wealth simples and stuff like that without any real guidance like Tim provides. And, you know, it's easy. It's a click here, a click there. But, again, you need somebody like Tim That's to right. maneuver you through the... Uh, the water, so to speak. Tim Don Niblet at RaymondJames.ca. Are you uh, doing uh, Ladies Night tonight? No, no. Uh, I know. Oh, you've got friends, ago, right? Right, I'm right. Not, uh, you've got doing friends. That. We're going to Niagara. Right, right. Well, that's you know what? That's a lot less stressful. Uh, it's going to feel like forty degrees out there. Uh, I was trying to think. Should I walk today? No, because if you walk, you die. Timmy, um, we're off next week. I'm going to let you know that because I'm going to be squiring the Senora around the uh, GTA. But uh, we'll look we'll look forward to <laughs> seeing you. What's that? I just thought about something. I mentioned this to Delise. So you're going to be here with Juliet on Tuesday. We're probably going to be sitting on the dock yes. in the afternoon. Yeah. Tuesday is pump out day here. Fantastic. Wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? Well, that's great. That's fine. You know what? I'll tell her that. I'll say, listen, you're just in time for the Fiesta de Shit. At uh, <laughs> we'll, call, we'll give it a name. Yeah, we'll give it a nice Spanish most, name. <laughs> one of the most hallowed of Canadian traditions. Exactly. The Fiesta de Crap. Uh, listen, Timmy. Thank you, my friend. Have a uh, great week, and we'll see you soon. You guys too. Enjoy your uh, well-deserved week off next week. Thank you, my friend. Okay, man. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. Oh, yeah, I had that conversation with Don. I thought, oh, you know, the woman's going to be sitting here. He's going to be pumping out. It's going to smell like crap around here. And Dolls going, it's okay. It's okay. It'll only be a couple of minutes. I said, I know, but still. Oh, yeah, that's great. Know, she'll go, she'll go <sighs> back to th- this exotic place she lives saying, oh, yeah, Canada was interesting. Mm. Especially Tuesdays. Tuesdays are great. <laughs> they, should, uh, they pump out the shit. You know, they should. Uh, um, I uh, what did I do? Stress lab thing. I want to remind everyone that tomorrow is uh, our email show, and that'll be uh, we're going to actually do it tomorrow. Are you going to be there or are you going to be back here? I can't remember. You're going to still be there. No, I'm going to be here. Microphone seems to have settled down. By the way, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Don't yeah. know. Mm. Seems worse when Dan's on for some reason. No, it did. It was doing no. it during. Uh, was it? Yeah, some of the show for sure. Mm. Um. There's a heat warning. Uh, that's what I was alluding to because I like to walk. Yesterday I walked and it was uh, it was brutal. Uh, you know, I got through it. It was fine. You know, you lose a little weight, but uh, man, it was uh, it was something else. Was it just was it as warm where you are? Yeah, I took the kids fishing sort of midday out in the back bay here, and we only lasted about an hour, and they wanted to come back swimming and. 
Yeah. We ran off the dock and did cannonballs and what have you. So it was a nice way to spend a very sticky day. Uh, though smoke was a bit in the air here yesterday, too. Oh, yeah. Sense a bit. See it and sense it a bit, yeah. I'm watching. I'm looking here at the uh, Weather Network uh, active alert heat warning. Recommended action. Drink plenty of water, even before you feel thirsty. As much as I'd like to mock that, it is true. You know, I, I have this system. I have two water bottles, and I, I basically drink them per nine holes. So it's probably... I don't know what that would be, a liter, maybe a bit more. Um, but the other thing I was told, I, was, I learned a while back, Dan, this is good for you to know too, because you're an older citizen, that if you're planning to be outside in this kind of weather, I start drinking a lot of water in the morning. I try and sort of re, prehydrate. But that, the idea of drinking water before you feel thirsty, because if you feel, by the time you are dehydrated, you can't, you can no longer drink water to combat it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I get it. Yep. Totally get it. Is there anything you can do to uh, make water better for you? Like like putting lime juice in it or something like that? Well, you don't, you don't like water? You're against water? Well, no, I'm just making water better. I bet you don't drink water, do you? You're one of those people that you, you, you do a lot of things, but I, don't, I bet you don't drink water. No, no, I've been lately been drinking. I don't drink. I drink a lot of coffee, but I've been moving over to water. What do you, you, you look, what was that like? No, because you're just, you know, you come from this holier than thou place, but you don't drink oh, water. No. You don't stretch. <laughs> you just exist as this Germanic robot. I'm inert. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another thing you're supposed to do. Check on older family, friends, and neighbors. Dan, is somebody checking on you today? <laughs> I'll make sure I'll check on somebody to tell them to check yeah. in on me. Make, make sure they are cool and drinking water. Yeah. Never cool. leave never leave people or pets inside a parked vehicle. Yeah. That's a no brainer this at this point. You yeah. gotta be an idiot. Yeah. Kids are all right, but not pets, yeah. <laughs> you know, the uh, Tesla that is a that is a no brainer. Yes. It, it has this you know, of all the somebody was asking me about it yesterday, uh, and I said uh, I said if, if if you have a Mac computer, mm-hmm. the Tesla is like the Mac of cars. Like everything just works, everything is easy, interfaces mm-hmm. are easy. One of the features it has, because I leave Stan, I never leave him in the car, but if I do for like five minutes to run into the seven eleven to get a a freezy, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a feature. It's called dog dog feature. And you hit this thing. And what it does is it cools the car to a certain level. keeps the, the air conditioning going. But it also has a message on the screen. And the message says, don't worry. Uh, the car is in dog mode. And my owner will be back shortly. Like, don't punch the window in. I'm oh, being, right. The temperature in the car right now is 19 Celsius. Right. And this message flashes on the screen until you come back to the car. Mm-hmm. Come on, Dan. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. You know, Howard, up here at the trailer park, um, Dan is like Julian from the trailer park. Boys, he's always got a tequila in his hand. Everywhere he goes in the park, he's holding a glass with tequila in it. That's, <laughs> that's his hydration at the park. Dan? Dan, I like tequila. Oh, I know good. you do. Oh, I know yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So is it a problem? Mm-hmm. Like you're drinking tequila at like nine in the morning? Is that the kind of thing you're doing? Well, he's or? never without it. Never without it. <laughs> yeah, I like lime juice with my tequila though. Yeah, you know, squeeze, squeeze a lime. I got a new squeezer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> squeeze, squeeze is great. So let's review. 
You don't drink water. You have an alcohol issue. <laughs> yeah. That's all I have. Oh, I thought you were going to go on by I, I could, but you know what? Don't why? stretch. And, why, uh, why, why, why? have an attitude. Yeah, you don't <clears> stretch, <throat> and uh, you're a dramatic robot. I have robot. an attitude. <laughs> that was funny. We were talking to the party planner guy, uh, and he said, I don't like to attract negativity. Fred and I, like, race to that. <laughs> race to that. Neither do we. No. 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 We're not about negativity. Find, yeah, I find that. Yeah brings me down man that's why i yeah, like man. to pop and you know i like to dance on the clouds yeah you're like the uh <laughs> you like to pop what does that mean huh you like to pop i said that i thought you did you just said i like to pop and dance on the clouds that's what it sounded like to me oh okay maybe yeah, yeah that was no. that was a, a second ago no wonder <laughs> Okay, I said it. No wonder it's alluded to you. <laughs> alluded to you. Well, here, listen, let's not wait, uh, waste any more of Dan's precious time. No. Here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. <gasps> Ganderan, the anchor man comes as has for credentials he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Ganderan, the anchor man's here. He's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. And now live from another do-it-yourself project, Air DNB. Here's movie anchor. Dan Duran. Right, with all that's going on in the world, the Ukraine war, Hunter Biden, cabinet shuffles, you can spend your time watching hearings on unidentified anomalous phenomena, or UAPs. That's going on today, in the, uh, and you can just stream it on your, uh, your uh, C-SPAN. Just go there at 10 o'clock this morning, and you can uh, see what the House Oversight Panel is, is doing with UFOs and UAPs. Committees investigating the increase in sightings of UAPs and the impact this has on national security. And you can stream it at 10 o'clock, like I said. I'm sorry, UAPs are what? Unidentified anomalous phenomena. Where's that site? Wow. What's it called? UAP.com? What is it? No, no, that's, that's what they're investigating. You can watch the, the, the hearings are happening today. All the hearings on the, the hearings on this, on all of this. Like, you real, know, like Congress, like American Congress hearings? Yeah, lawmakers on the House Oversight Committee. The wow. Subcommittee on National Security, the Border, and Foreign Affairs will hear testimony yeah. regarding UFO sightings from three individuals who previously served in the U.S. military. That's cool. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. And then they're mm-hmm. going to blame UFOs on Hunter Biden at some point, and the uh, border border policies. Probably, yeah. yeah. It all ties together somehow. But they had 650 potential UFO cases this past year. They're investigating 300 and some odd that seem a little more credible, <laughs> and uh, they're going well, to. I, I, can, I for one, well, can't wait. Know. I can't wait for the well, aliens they, to come take over. Well. Um, Asshole, also known as uh, Jim Jordan, will he chair this thing too? It's just like one of those things. Yeah, it's like he's uh, on that. He's like that guy's border guy, I think. Yeah, the witness to child sexual abuse who yeah. did nothing. Jim yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That guy. Mm-hmm. Forgets his uh, sport jacket at the uh, at the office all the time. Dan, mm-hmm. will you? Uh, would what would you want first? <laughs> would you? <laughs> What do you want to happen first? Jesus to come back or the aliens to take over? 
I think Jesus would be a better bet because, uh, you know, if the aliens show up, it's never a good thing. I mean, the well, aliens are going to be great. Sci-fi movies have taught us that. They usually, they even when they start off friendly, they uh, end up, uh, you know, taking over the planet. It's not going to be a Star Trek world where you know they show up and you know they don't they do no harm or whatever it is. Mm. They're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. do something if they show up and you know make themselves known. They're gonna say, yeah, we got to change things around here. This isn't working. Yeah, it's, they, they're gonna say, listen, it's time we've fucked around. It's time to find out. That's what they say. Yeah. And Dan chose Jesus because his whole life he stayed on the right side of Jesus. Mm. So you have full confidence if Jesus returned, you'd be okay. Now, Howard, you and I, that might be a problem. (laughs) There might be some, he might be a little vindictive or something. That's right. He's going to round us up again. (laughs) Fucking Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Dan, do you have a second story? Because uh, we have a very, very special guest today. Uh, I know. I see see him right there. Oh, my God. He's you got know, his hair uncombed and ready to go. You know, at, so there's if I really wanted to go and look, there was an email saying, when is Toronto Mike going to be back on the show? Seems suspicious to me, but... Uh, oh, I think there was more than one. No, there wasn't really, was there? Oh, I believe, I believe, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I have them all put somewhere. I don't really... Hey, by the way, did you see, was it an email or on our Facebook from our old... Um, Old. I don't want to say old. <laughs> what do you call him? Our naturalist um, friend. Remember who had the dog? Remember uh, when we worked at the mix? Um, she. Um, we went to her for you know supplements. And oh yes. Uh, okay. What do you call a naturopath? A naturopath. Yes. Yeah. She sent us a nice note. So in, in the emails or on Facebook? Uh, maybe one of the two. No, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at the emails. It's not there. Okay, well, we'll include it tomorrow. Yes. What you're going to go find it? Yeah, I'll find it. Mm-hmm. Okay, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyway, I, I I see a note here from somebody saying, you know, what, why isn't Toronto Mike coming up and talking about what's on next week's show? But here, he, hang on a second. I know, I know. I, I I'm out of practice um, because I usually have the Toronto Mike theme ready. But it's just, it's too exciting right now. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, some of those emails are as suspicious as that guy. Uh, Who is that email from? I want to know who sent that email that uh, they missed me. No, they didn't say they missed you. It's as suspicious to me as the guy on Twitter is like, Hey, Toronto Mike, what's on the show next week? Oh, Matt Layden from Edmonton. Um, The email asking... uh, about uh, your absence came from Gord, our buddy Gord, just a hundred percenter. Gord Goodfellow, he is a he's an he's got an OG Hundy P spotlight episode. Nice. He says if Toronto Mike isn't available, it would still be good if you provided what's up next week. Oh yeah, so he doesn't miss me. He just misses uh, the notice. Who's on? Who's on board? Who's well, on I deck. miss you. That's why. By the way, I reached out to you about coming on before I saw the outpouring. Of uh, affection for you, I just said, "Hey, well, can I explain why I haven't been on, people? I mean, this wasn't you guys telling me, Mike, you're booted from the fucking show. You're you're boring. You're awful. This was actually no. like, a, no, it's not that. I want to be clear. No, Dan, Dan, Dan was totally against your appearances, but Fred Dan and I said, cut this Toronto Mike. Dan He's said a, to us in a post show meeting once, "Why are we bothering with that?" And I said, "I don't know." It interferes with his news. He's yeah. got news to deliver, but. 
Really, when you got rid of the Thursday show for the summer, I used to pop on Thursdays. You got rid of Thursdays and everything compressed to Wednesday, which already has Sherpa. It often has a 905 guest. There was no room in the schedule. So as producer, I booted myself. Nice. I do the booting around here. Can you just turn your mic down a little bit? Uh, just a, a, like a two per three, four percent, something like that. I got because I'm having I'm having balance issues. Fred's mic's screwing up. Dan's voice is too big. All right, I turned it down. <laughs> so uh, go ahead. Here's your spotlight, Toronto Mike. Everybody, well, you know, I'm happy to be back, and uh, I did love the Walter story that Fred shared earlier this week. It was that's a fantastic story. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. going out like that, like this meek guy sings the Bennett song and everybody's yeah. like, wow. And then he sits down and dies like that's an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought we could do a whole bit. If we were going to die, what song would you want, want to be singing on the way out? But maybe that could song, be yeah. part of next week. Yeah, yeah. But we're not doing next week or the week after no. then. And so I'm, keep listen, that, tuck that in uh, your pocket. Tuck it away. Boys. Um, what would you want to be singing? But it right. was it, it was, was a beautiful story. Ridley Funeral Home. We'll exactly. Do death, uh, it was death. a beautiful story that I uh, I attempted to turn into a base joke about jerking off after. But that's how I, you know, that's right. me. Yes. Ooh, terrible. It always ends up there eventually. Mm-hmm. He died doing, the premise was he died doing what he loved. And then in right. my case, I was going to say. Hands around his ankles. Yeah, if, that's, if that's me, I hope my kids don't find me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's worst case scenario. Mm. Uh, real quick thought I had on a bike ride the other day. So you have this perfume fireworks shop at Islington in Queensway yes. that you guys discuss. I think it's got to be a real estate play. Like they're, they're squatting on that ground waiting for some developer to overpay for that space. Like it's got to be a real estate play. I don't right? know how long it's been here, Mike. <clears throat> Excuse me. But they have changed the name of it. It used to be Perfume Fireworks Store. Now it's Perfume Depot. And then they have a small fireworks sign. So I I think... It's the name to us um, south of Mr. Wiggles. (laughs) Yeah. Mr. Wiggles is still there. Um, I'm I'm hoping that this turns into a real estate play for a developer. This whole block where we are. Mm -hmm. I was talking to one of the guys on the board the other day. And, you know, he's been here a long time. His family's been here since 2010. And uh, I will tell you off the air what they paid for. It's crazy. And he said, yeah, like I, a few people have said, you know, if somebody came along and bought this whole block, would you be into it? And I said, yes, take it away for a certain price. Yeah, like market value plus 20%. Or sure. Like that. I'll take that right now. <laughs> Drive a hard bargain. <laughs> um, okay, so that's one note. Okay. All right, two so notes. then... Uh, a question I have because I'm a, I listen even if I don't pop on the show. But uh, Howard, when you fart, because you've been having trouble with your I've had, fart, I've got, I think I've got IBS. I'm pretty sure. But uh, my question is always with people who fart a lot: is are you aware a fart is coming out, or do you find out the fart happened when you hear it? Oh no, I'm aware. I have uh, painful, uh, mm. painful emissions. Um, but a uh, great segue, by the way, because uh, I, I saw this uh, on Instagram, Fred, and I thought, you know, this is this really sums up. You and I as a team. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, if you don't find farts funny, then you're a loser because you're choosing to have less joy in your life, but the exact same amount of farts. <laughs> <laughs> true. I mean, that's funny, but true. True and true. The only thing funnier than a fart is someone who gets angry over farts. The angrier they get, the funnier it becomes. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, the only time is obviously if your farts are stinky, you need to be considerate of those around you. Right. Like maybe you need to, you know. But if you have silent, but you know, silent and non-violent uh, farts, uh, yeah, let her rip, man. You only live once. Let her rip. 
Nothing brings a smile and laughter to a group than a fart uh, quicker than a fart. It, it's true. It's just true. People just laugh at it. So, yeah, I'm not, with it. I seem to have more uh, gas in the sleeping times. Like, I really can feel it when I'm sleeping. During the day, I seem to be more normal. But so, as I've said to Dan many times, I definitely have a condition. Well, that's going to be tough. So you're going to be asleep, and Juliet is going to be sharing the bed with you after one or two nights, I am sure. And or if none. she awakes, she's going to be hearing that. How will that affect the relationship? <laughs> well, maybe, every, maybe every time I fart, I should just say, ole. <laughs> Ooh, spicy taco. Mm. Uh, yes, I should so say spicy. No, 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 that's here? better. I should say spicy taco. Yeah. Ooh, spicy does, 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 taco. Does she have a, an open ticket? Like, so you could she can return. <laughs> that's to, right. Just go back any time she wants. Uh, great point, Dan Ren. Uh, uh, the listeners just need a little clarification here. So we, we've been hearing about you met a Mexican uh, woman in Mexico, and then you dated her a little bit there, and then you've been doing Zoom dates, and now yes. she's coming to Toronto yes. next week. That's why she's coming on in, on Friday. Yes. Wow. Okay. Are, like, is she your girlfriend? Like, what's the status here? Uh, mi novia, as uh, we say in Spanish. I don't know. Well, I mean, she's uh, obviously. As I call her, mi querida amiga, which is a special friend. Uh, I don't know. We don't put labels on it. We've only been on four dates, Boone. Yeah, but you had a member of your team that got married after fewer dates. Who's that? Oh, Phil. Phil. Oh, that's right. That was was an arranged thing. No, I know. I'm just Um, bringing inside jokes here. No, I get it. Good. Um, I'm really having trouble. Sorry, Fred, with Mike's microphone because it's so much. loud? Yeah, it's just... It's it's just like uh, it's so I'm keep I've having never been down this low. Okay, no, I brought okay. it down. Now you're perfect. Go ahead. Okay, it's just no, Mike. I just, just I've got Fred's mic pushed up. The okay. the position. I mean, I could put mine out, but anyway, I'm no, you're um, fine. The position Howard's into this could be become very complicated. No, she's not his girlfriend yet. But after this week, they may fall in some level or degree of love, and Ooh. now here she is, two countries away. Right. He's at the top of the continent. He, she's at the bottom. And even though he frequents Mexico, still, just think about it. He falls hopelessly in love with his women, woman, but there's 3,000 miles in between them. It's, um, I can see why he's sort of tentative towards the whole thing. Trust me. Let, let me just say this. Trust me, amigo. I'm going to be at the top of the continent. Trust me. I'll be all over that. Oh, man. She's going to be at the bottom of the continent. Yeah. Um, but sometimes if she wants to be at the top of the continent, I'm fine with that, too. <laughs> but it's good for the show, Howard. I just want you to know, uh, you and your relationships and the updates is good programming. Like, it's, yeah, it's great content. content. We're following along. We can't wait to hear how this week went with you. But your, uh, uh, that week. is a uh, pregunta interesante, a very interesting question. Are we, I th- we're something. Here's the thing. I, I will say this about her. I don't know her very well. And I was having this discussion with uh, one of my kids, too. I admire the fact that basically she doesn't know me at all. And she's coming 3,000 miles to some man Mm -hmm. she's only met a few times. She's spoken to maybe weekly, but doesn't really know me that well. And is trusting. And I'm being serious. I said to Charlie and Spencer, I said, I am a nice guy. But what if I wasn't? What if I wasn't? You know, what if you were like, she's just trusting that I'm going to turn out to be an okay person. That would, that, would be, that would be that would be respectful and kind and and that's and that's a great point. 
Because those, because you know, I'm going to say this again. I know I could go ahead and mock me, but I know I am that person. But she doesn't know that. But she has a feeling, I guess, that I'm trust to be trusted and not. I won't do her any harm unless she asks me to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, like you know, if she wants me to pull her hair, fine. Okay, I will. Oh, all right. Wow, I can't wait for the updates uh, the next time we have a show. This is quite something. Uh, Amazing. I'm very happy for you because I can tell you're uh, you're into this woman, and uh, that's exciting for us to hear you interested in somebody. So, and as I've told him, me being the glass half full guy. Oh, yes. Um, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, love that that. Made, I love how that made Dan chortle. <laughs> Look at where this could lead. I mean, actually, like Howard could be in a position where he lives half the year or more in Mexico. With this woman. What a life. Wow. And then back here for the summers. He lives there with her in the winter. Just think of the potential of this radio, uh, of this relationship. He'll yeah. have a third daughter maybe through this. Oh, wow. yes. Yeah, exactly. What? No, I think that's great. I can't wait to. You know, a woman in her early 50s to conceive my child. No, Me. no, she's got one. I meant. Oh, I see. I, I thought mean, you were going to have a new one. Oh, I thought no, you were no, going to have no, a new. No, no, baby. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. Now, the reason really I said daughter is she. She, she has, has a daughter, a daughter yeah. and Howard would be a great stepfather, and on and on and on and on. God damn it! You're not following. Me? <laughs> yeah, I'm following. But I'm going back to what Dan said. You know, on the other hand, it could all go horrible, and she could be back in Mexico by Monday. <laughs> she's like this was a well, huge mistake. Well, the fact she's willing to come here like that is a, it might be a little bit of a red flag, but she's a friend of a friend, right? Like this is somebody. Uh, no, like she's so, no friend. I, I, met her I, in Mexico? I met her at. I, I, okay, I'll just tell you quickly. I went to this coffee shop every day across the street from uh, a private school where a lot of expats are send their kids and I was at this coffee shop practicing my Spanish, and she was there. She's very beautiful, and I just said to her in Spanish that um. You know, I said hello and quickly apologized for my accent. And I said, what I'm really looking for is a, a new teacher. And I said that in Spanish. And then she, of course, answered me in English because she can't. And I asked her out right on the... Well, I, no, I'm sorry. The first time I met her, I didn't ask her out. The second time I met her a day later, I did ask her to have coffee with me. We had two coffee dates. We had three dinner dates, you know, handing, you know, walking, you know, holding hands, you know, and going in for dinner, that type of thing. And that's it. So on Friday night, I will pick her up at the airport and uh, we'll see. You know, I've talked to her almost every week since the last week of February. Conversations are, you know, very sweet, but, you know, like English is her distant third language. The bottom line is this. You're right. It's great content, but it's also a great adventure. I'm 63 years old. I'm going to go out with somebody. I have convinced a woman to come 3000 miles to visit me. And she barely even knows me. And, you know, that is such a great point. She doesn't know. Like, right. you're right. That is a great point. You could be a prick, a tyrant, a, a control freak or something. She doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, she has no idea. Wait, wait, <laughs> and Dan looks over. Wait till she puts the uh, towels in the wrong spot. Oh, I'm fucking. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah. door open or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Dan. All right, Dan. Uh, she's obviously looked deep into your soul and oh, seen yeah. something there. Oh, she's going to be. Well, no, she hasn't. <laughs> 
No, I mean, if she wouldn't, because she wouldn't have gotten on the plane. All right, still coming, Dan. Uh, She's still on her way. Uh, Listen, thank you very much uh, to everyone this week. Thanks to that Jeff guy was interesting. You know, he's got this Jeff, the dude that we had on from a fan room life. Yeah, Jeff Krause. Yeah, how did that come about? Uh, yeah, that came about rather, uh, some, they were, you know, I get multiple requests to have people on. And then I thought with all his big celebrities, we'd get, we'd talk, anyways, we'd just ask him about, you know, what's this celebrity like? What is it? Like, I thought it'd be a lot of talk about George Clooney and, and these, these cats. No, it was, uh, it was fine. Like, he's got a great story. He, uh, you know, I was, I, I was, there's definitely something there. There's definitely possible commercial, uh, content there. Can I do two, two quick hits real quick yeah, here? Yeah, and then we gotta One, go. Just, let you know, uh, Canada scored late in the second half. It's 1-1 at halftime, Canada nice. versus Ireland. So after this, people can watch that. And last but not least, I just want to shout out two uh, recent episodes of Toronto Mike. I'm very, very proud of. Uh, I just want to uh, let people know that Paul Langlois dropped by, and we had a great like 80-minute chat, and he played live in the basement, and that was a dream come true because I'm a big Tragically Hip fan. That was last week. And this week, I just want to shout out the Fergie Oliver episode because Fergie hasn't made a public appearance in like 15 years or so. And he was in the basement yesterday and we talked about everything. So there's a Paul Langlois, a Fergie Oliver visit in the Toronto Mike feed. Thank you for your, your time. Who was that yeah, woman? Fer- Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, you. No, who was that woman in the picture with you and Fergie? Fergie's daughter okay. is the face of the shopping channel. Her name is Carrie Oliver. Right. She's oh, a very right. attractive woman. Yeah, did, yeah, for sure. Does she speak any Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Freddie. Did you ask him about all that weirdo YouTube stuff? That intimates that he that he's a like a pedo, like a. I yeah, don't want to say. I'm not going to use the word well, pedophile, but use, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. I asked him about the video. I couldn't even. I would not have Fergie on and not ask him about. And that what video. was his response? You he, must listen to the joke. He cursed out the. Uh, he, he 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 went off. It was quite something. He he said his response is that he's not a pedophile. Mm. He was never been a pedophile, and that damn video pissed him the hell off for the last fifteen years, and basically forced him like to lay low. He hasn't. The reason he hasn't made any public appearances in fifteen years is that video that popped up on YouTube. Yeah, but did you address the fact like it was a bit weird, Fergie? Like the questions you're asking them, and then insisting they kiss you on the lips. And, I yeah, mean, it was what about weird. that? I mean, that was that wasn't sort made of up. walked into it. It was. It's creepy. Like, why would you do that? Who, would, who did he try and kiss you on the lips? <laughs> he did. He did try to. He did try to kiss me on the lips. But I consented. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He said, he, said that, he said that video is bullshit. Now come over here and let me tongue you. <laughs> and I would invite anyone listening now that doesn't know what we're talking about, Google Fergie Oliver and then, you know, the pedophile stuff and just... And then listen to Fergie on Toronto Mike because yes. it was yesterday and it was amazing. No, I know, but what else is he going to say? Of course he's going to say. I mean, okay, mom. there's lots more than, you know, anyway, yeah. this is Fergie Oliver, so the Blue Jay stuff, uh, Just Like Mom, CFDO, Pat Mars, yeah. and all that stuff. Right. Well, okay, but that, <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is, mm-hmm. you know, kissing children on the lips. Anyway, uh, let's not end it on a negative note. Uh, Toronto Mike, uh, of course, the, and then there's no show next week, so there's nothing for you to promote. Uh, but there is a show tomorrow, uh, and I would like to thank our friends at uh, Palma's uh, Kitchen, Palma Pasta, because tomorrow, being the last show of the uh, month, we're going to give away our $100 gift card. Uh, to palmapasta.com four locations one in Oakville three in Mississauga and of course Palma's Kitchen you know what I'm going to do I'm actually taking her Juliet 
to Palma's uh, kitchen on Saturday. I thought we'd go and hang, maybe shop a little, do a little shopping together. We're going to make dinner together. So and I'm going to drop on. her home with some lasagnas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. I sent her back to Mexico with a frozen lasagna from Palma's, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how was your trip um, to Canada? That's right. It's my fucking lasagna. But keep her away from Anthony because he'll tell the story of you being drunk at my wedding. All he right, tell that story. Let it keep go. Allegedly drunk. <clears throat> can I? Um, can I tell you the story of the Chambers plan? Oh my goodness! I wish you would. Mm. Hold on, on that second. story. Hold on a oh, second. The, you know what? The Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group mm. benefits plan for small business. Yes, they had this idea, and it has worked out swimmingly. Get all these small businesses that otherwise couldn't afford a benefits package for their, you know, small staff. Together, they sort of have the image of a big company. Now it's possible to purchase coverages like dental and uh, prescriptions and therapies and the mental health uh, aspect. Listen, an HR department, imagine that. You can actually have HR advice given to you through the chamber plan, something you might otherwise not be able to afford. Anyway, look into it. Chamberplan.ca. Click on the badge. Chamberplan. Get a free quote and uh, you'll find out what it's all about. Chamberplan.ca. All right. And Dan Duran, uh, thank you for your service to this program. Thank you. I appreciate you uh, doing the show, coming back, even though you're very busy and you've got lots of uh, stuff going on there in Stratford. And uh, then hopefully we'll see you next week when uh, yeah, I pop up to, to the lake. And meet you again. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, oh, I just did a whole, yeah, by, by Tuesday, I will have been with her Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So, yeah. Well, most of Monday, because I have to go off on Monday. But uh, I've heard lots of farts by then. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hey, Dad. I, I, I thought a Tuesday's pump-out day. I was telling Howard. Yeah, oh. that's great. <laughs> She's going to be here on Tuesday. <laughs> Fucking pump-out day. Great. What time does pump out happen at the shit? At the shit? Oh, uh, with the it shit? could be any time in the afternoon, just oh, when we're man. going to be sitting here enjoying ourselves. Will that be you before know? or after the charcuterie board? <laughs> Jeez, I haven't told Doll about that yet. Oh, but anyway, <laughs> you haven't told order about your plan. Making a charcuterie board, Doll. <laughs> well, you know what? She can start with the bacon that she didn't put on her fucking burger. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How's that? How's that for a ninety-minute callback? Um, all right, Toronto Mike. Thank you very much, and uh, Dan Duran. Please uh, do your business. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Architect Outdoor Living, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Bodog, Aaron Ventures, EVNet.ca, Palma Pasta, and Stretch Lab Toronto. We read all of our emails, and we've got the Thursday email show coming up with Palma, Press, Palma Pasta prizing it, and we could uh, feature you, Humble and Fred, at HumbleandFredRadio.com. So tell us what you think. Liking, subscribing really helps us out. So does writing a review. So say something. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, if you're not hot enough to sit at the table, we want you to know that you have a seat here at our table and want you to enjoy every Gordon day. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts Two turntables and a microphone Bottles and cans and just clap your hands Or just clap your hands Where's that?